Hey gang, Big Dave Robinson here from The Unremarkable Brain. We're trying something new this week in an attempt to bring together content from my Unremarkable Brain blog, from my Healthy Happy Hour YouTube series, and from my forthcoming podcast into what I'm calling Big Dave's Small Bites. Let me explain. For the past few years, I've had a lot of fun writing short articles for my blog at unremarkablebrain.com. These articles gave rise to a book, also called My Unremarkable Brain. That project brought me to another idea, hosting live virtual events where I sat down with someone working in the world of food, exercise, or health, and interviewed them about their work. Recently, I started going back over these videos, and something struck me. As much fun and as informative as they are, sometimes we can only scratch the surface of some really interesting idea that people might want to know more about, and that I wanted to learn more and write about. What's the solution? Big Dave's Small Bites, a series of mini-podcasts that include key concepts from my expert interviews alongside short articles by yours truly that explore these ideas further. Feel free to listen, read, or both, depending on your interest. Either way, leave me a comment at unremarkablebrain.com and let me know what you think. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy. Today's episode of Big Dave's Small Bites comes from an interview I did with Dr. Ben Bokikio. Dr. Ben, as he's known to his friends and clients, has a Ph.D. in exercise physiology and a second Ph.D. in health and physical education. If anyone knows about exercise, this is the guy. Dr. Ben was good enough to sit down with me on my Healthy Happy Hour live series and chat about diet, exercise, and metabolic health. I thought back to that conversation this week when I was watching the Olympics, seeing the wide variety of different sports and different athletes, and thinking about how those athletes train for those sports, uh, everything from shot put to rowing to race walking and everything in between. It struck me that one of the keys to understanding the whole puzzle is looking at human muscle, what it is, how it works, what it's made of. As Dr. Ben explained, muscle is not just one thing. There are actually several different types of muscle fibers, and they serve different functions depending on the type of exercise you're doing. If you look at the article associated with this post, you'll see Dr. Ben's muscle fiber chart. It goes through four different types of muscle, known as type 1, type 2A, type 2AB, and type 2B. I asked Dr. Ben to talk us through the chart, how he came up with it, and what it means in terms that an English major like me could understand. And note that you might want to take a look at that chart while you listen to this segment, and it'll make a whole lot more sense. Okay, here's what he had to say. Now, an interesting thing about this chart, there's a, a research exercise physiologist who's wonderful called Keith Barr. And okay. he's done some, now he put out a thing, he's teaching an exercise phys class up in UC Davis, I think. Anyway, he said, does anybody have any information that would help me teaching my students? And I said to him, call me and I'll tell if he could, if, if I was teaching an exercise physiology class, and I have taught exercise phys to MDs and to the grad students, if I was teaching him, I would put this chart up day one, okay? Because if you can understand all the intricacies of this muscle fiber chart, you know the whole science of exercise physiology because it includes energy delivery, energy storage, um, muscle activity, and, and really exercise is just a manipulation of muscle fibers for a certain duration of time at a certain intensity, at certain intervals uh, during the week. 
Mm-hmm. And probably a little bit of style mechanical um, input. And right. so as we manipulate these fibers, we get different pathways instigated and we get different responses, metabolic chemical pathways, responses, okay? Okay. So with this real quick, kind of using a running analogy, the muscle fibers on the left side are the type 1, 2, 2, 8, 2B, and 2B, and they have different, some of them do 1 and 2 and 2, but and anyway, this is how I learned it, and this is the simplest for me to explain. So if we're just hanging around, you know, moseying around and maybe strolling, type 1 fibers come in. They use sugar. I'm sorry, they use Fat, they're the lowest, what we call glycolytic means sugar burning, okay? Okay. So they burn mostly fat because right now in our system, fat is circulating from triglyceride to free fatty acids in a big circle and a cycle to keep our bodies functioning. Okay. So, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. All right. So well, when we, start, we, we, we use these type 1 fibers, you see they, they're aerobic. They have very low strength potential. They're very high in endurance. They're very high, high oxidative means they use fat primarily, just okay. almost exclusively. Okay, so you could because it, it's have they have this enormous endurance capacity, and they borrow fat at a, at a reasonable rate. They're not borrowing at a huge rate. You can continue doing this stuff forever. That's strolling around. Sure. If I want to go and I want to start walking a little faster, okay, or maybe at a slight incline. Yeah. Okay. Those type 1 fibers are not capable of producing enough force at that rate that they need to do it. So they have to recruit upwardly to that type 2B, type 2, I'm sorry, type 2B fiber. So follow me. Yeah. Type 1 strolling around, type 2 walking up a little bit of an incline. Sure. So it becomes uh, a little bit of a less of a, of a fat burner, a little bit more anaerobic, a little bit more, uh, a little less endurance, a little more strength. Okay. okay. Now, if I want to go and start to run, mm-hmm. I have to recruit the type 2AB fibers if the type 2 can't handle it. They yeah. will only recruit upwardly if they can't handle the load. But if okay. we increase the load, they have to uh, recruit upwardly. And then if I want to sprint up the side of a mountain, i got to go to type 2B fibers. Okay, so in essence, here's what goes on. Okay, and we, there's a thing called orderly recruitment. These fibers have to recruit from 1 to 2 to 2AB to 2B. They have to go that way. So you can't selectively get a one level of these fibers except for the type 1s. So that means whenever we're going up to the types that are down lower, the 2B, 2AB, the other fibers leading up to that have to be working as hard as they can. So in effect, my concept is, and I presented a big study on this, my concept is when we're doing this type, we're getting to these type 2B fibers. These are life or death, fight or flight, glycolytic, glycogen draining fibers. When we get into there, the other fibers are working as hard as they can. And all of the benefits that you can derive from doing those other kinds of activities, slow, long, lesser intensity, can be derived from a simple exposure to taking those type 2B fibers to what we call threshold or fatigue. So externally, when we, we get to muscle failure, that correlates to what we call threshold internally in the muscle, in the muscle system, which mm-hmm. means what's threshold? It's the level at which... You have made stuff happen irrevocably, irreversibly. It's that little slide I have where you're pushing a rock over the hill. Once, yep. it, once it gets going, once it's starting down, you've reached threshold, get out of dodge. That's why you don't need more than 15 minutes. And probably you can't stand more than 15 minutes. Um, you know, Even if you're a glutton for punishment, I've had major, well-conditioned, world-class, world-record holder athletes exhausted in six or seven minutes. That's not my goal. But right. it can be very taxing. But by the same token, 
I've got 90-year-old people that can do it, and it's relatively just as taxing. And they can get into those type 2B fibers. For example, if I have an obese, sedentary individual, I can have them do a wall seat, maybe a quarter or a half of a wall seat, not even down to 90, if people know what I'm talking about, back against the wall at 90 degrees. And in 14 seconds, they're exhausted because they've actually gone up the strata, and those type 2B fibers can't handle it anymore. Right. Then if I get a world-class athlete, i got to do some major stuff, but it's still in the same kind of time frame, 30 to 90 seconds, and I'm, I hate to be a number guy, but 30 to 90 seconds, you reach failure, you're getting those type 2B fibers working, and you're getting all the ensuing supporting chemistry going. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there about how our muscles work and some of the implications for how we should exercise in order to get the most benefit. I'll spend the next couple of posts drilling down into these ideas, such as the idea of muscle failure and how to exercise in a way that allows you to work those type 2B muscle fibers, how and why you might want to do that. Uh, And I'll talk you through Dr. Ben's seemingly too good to be true 15 minute workout. Heck, I might even post some embarrassing workout videos. But for now, it's good to know that all of us, whether you're an Olympic athlete or like me, a middle-aged fathlete, We all have the same muscle fibers in our bodies, and we can all benefit from some form of exercise. Thank you for listening, and thank you as always for your support of The Unremarkable Brain. Help me spread the word by throwing this up on your social media, or maybe send the link to a friend who might enjoy it. Until next time, this is Big Dave, reminding you to learn lots, laugh loud, and always live large. Bye now.